Did you uh did you watch last night the or or get a chance to listen to any of the huddle or Sooner Sports? Oh, you were doing a game, right? You were in a game, weren't you? Yeah, no, I didn't get to. I would have liked to, but no, re- I yeah, I was on the call. And and the call, I would assume went well. Yeah, they did go well. It was uh it was fun. I those tournaments they they're fun to be a part of. Can be a little exhausting, sure. but but it is uh it's always pretty cool. I I bring it up because two things really stood out to me from last night beyond just uh, the football conversation. Number one, Ginny Baranchek is very confident in this team, and they're going into a tough, tough place on Sunday. Kansas State's they're they're good. It's a good basketball team, and to hear her confidence and to hear her talk about kind of their approach is refreshing. And the other thing that really caught my ear, and I was trying to cue it up, we're going to have it in the top five stories of the day. Man, Porter Moser loves him some Jalen Hill. And when you start thinking about the keys to victory for the Sooners on Saturday against Baylor, I mean, Josh, we'll get into it in big story number two, but they need a huge game from Jalen Hill. Has been very, very good for this team. I'd love to see him get to a point to where if he can consistently shoot from the outside, I mean, he'd be one of the best players in the Big 12 Conference, but uh, has taken definite steps forward. You know, the thing for OU – they got to find a way to crack the safe here, figure out what the code is to getting Tanner Groves back to playing well. Yeah, they talked about that a little bit last night, and we'll get to it, but it's a really – it's a good point. I feel like – and Mark Desher and I, at OU Photo Guy on Twitter, talk about this a lot. We, we wrote about Tanner for this month's Boyd Street. We wrote about Tanner and Maddie. And ever since I submitted the article on – on Tanner Groves, Josh, he hasn't scored in double digits yet. So should I ask for the article back? And Are we past the deadline? Have we already, is in magazine terms, uploaded? <laughs> yeah, I think that the uh, – yes, uh, it's done. The, the haze in the barn. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's get after it. No reason to delay. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Big story number five. Now, you and I were going a little back and forth. I was debating big story number five because there's a lot of things on the peripheral, but what a game last night in the Big Ten between Purdue and Indiana. Uh, Oh, I guess it would help if I actually had everything kind of turned on here. Um, This is the new studio. These are the kinks that you work out. Purdue, Indiana, back and forth down the stretch. Over the timeline, working left to right, goes Jaden Ivey. Using a screen from Edie. Shoots a floater from 15 feet, and this game is tied. You know, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't know about the hire of Mike Woodson and how it would work out for, for Indiana. But I, I, I guess I've been proven very wrong. Because after Purdue had tied the game, um, Indiana comes right back. 19.3 seconds to go. The inbound. Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three and oh! he hit it! 68-65. Here's what the final call sounded like on the Hoosiers radio network as Purdue had one more shot. Got him on his sh- shoulders. Finnessy was on the shoulders of the student. Final score. Indiana 68. Purdue 65. That wasn't what I wanted. I, the final call was really good. I, why would they edit it out like that, Josh? What are you doing at Fox Sports Radio right now? Now I got to find it. Purdue had a shot, man. They had a look. 
and it just didn't fall for him. And Indiana gets a big win last night in the top 25, improving to 14-4 and on the season. 68-65, to they knock off number four, Purdue. No upsets in the top 25 last night. Every seed stood, including Gonzaga, who beat up on San Francisco 78-62. And I guess I'm going to have to hear incessantly about Arizona, who improved to 15-1 and on the season after beating Stanford 85-57. to All right, um, big story number four. Number four. And I did save you the Penny Hardaway rant from last night. I mean, I'm just – when in doubt, blame the media. Don't blame yourself, Penny. Don't blame the fact that you brought in five-star after five-star and you can't win in the American Athletic Conference. Blame the media. Always the best way to go. All right, I got some NFL off-season stuff to get to here. First, Raider players, Vegas Raider players – are in an all-out push to get Rich Passaccia back as the head coach. Here was Max Crosby. You know, I've said it many times already. You know, Rich Rich is my pick, you know, if it was up to me. He's a great leader. Um, he's a leader of men. He's somebody you look forward to, you know, seeing every morning um, and just getting to work with. You know, he's he's a great coach, you know, from top to bottom, and I think he's earned the right. You know, we won t- uh, 10 games this year with all the – you know, all the things going on in our building, we still found a way to stay together and win, and I think that's a big, uh, you know, reflection of, of Rich. I appreciate that. I don't necessarily disagree with Max Crosby, but Josh, at 10.08 a.m. on this Friday, what are we, January 20th, 21st, I don't think there is any way in you-know-what that Rich Passaccia is getting this head coach's job. Do you? No, which is, you know, sort of sad, I guess, for the industry that you could be that well-liked by the entirety of your roster and you could be given a situation to where a head coach gets fired in disgrace. Sure. You have a drunk driving accident where someone gets killed – and the players booted from the team. And around all of that, you lead the team into the playoffs with a good roster. But let's not say that the Raiders roster is perceived as one of the best in the AFC. It's not a Super Bowl roster. And all of those strings, you you pull them together and get this team into the playoffs and beat one of your rivals to do so. And you're not even probably a serious candidate, says a lot about sort of how NFL hirings go. Yeah, and and here's the funny part of it, too. Not a lot of people are complaining about it. It's like, oh, yeah, we get it. It's like, what? (laughs) How? One other NFL off-the-field note, and I don't do this just to maybe kiss up to, to Toby and Drake, but Chris Ballard has basically confirmed that Indianapolis is going to be in the market for a veteran quarterback to challenge one Carson Wentz this offseason. The quarterback position, and I don't I don't care who you have, you know, at the position at the time. I think you, every year you've got to evaluate it in full, both free agents and the draft. I mean, it's that, it's that important. And it's one that will exhaust each and every year, and, and we do with our scouts and our coaches. I think in places like Kansas City, Los Angeles with the Chargers and maybe the Rams, Green Bay, even though they kind of screwed it up, though they maybe saved themselves because of this bromance between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, 
who am I leaving out, Josh, that is happy with their quarterback situation? Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I think maybe in those four places. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Five places, six places. Yeah, there's a couple places where <laughs> there will be no yeah, evaluation right. outside no. of the self-evaluation, how can I get better? Sure. And and maybe your evaluation is different where it's, all right, who's a backup we can bring in here that we don't suddenly fall off the map? Remember when the Raiders got made fun of for paying Marcus Mariota $7 million? That's going to end up being the going rate for a good backup, I think, in the NFL because we've overvalued the quarterback position so much in the NFL. With that said, that to me, anytime a, I mean, I guess probably more than anything else, Josh, if there is that overriding feeling that you're good at the quarterback position, you don't even ask, right? No one even has to ask a question. It's right. Just kind of no. In Kansas City, yeah. there will not be questions. Well, how, how do you think uh, Patrick Mahomes was this season? And will you be looking into free agency or trying to make some trades? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we didn't talk about this a lot yesterday. We, we mentioned it kind of going out the door. Um, Jalen Hurts has basically been named the starter for the Eagles in 22. Here was Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, about it. We got to do whatever we can to continue to help him develop. And how do we do that? By surrounding him with really good players. Players continue to grow. That's a huge part of developing. How they are in their second year is not how they're going to be in year four, five, six, and seven. And they're also products of the people around them. Yeah. Again, I still think they'll very much be involved, though, in looking for a quarterback this offseason. I think that that would be a place to where they can talk about he's their guy, but I think they'll be looking for someone. And, and then one other quick note, and we'll move on. There's been a lot of buzz about what? Deshaun Watson, where is he going to end up? Even rumors that a Brian Flores hiring in Houston could lead to Deshaun Watson coming back. Here's what general manager Nick Cesario said about the potential of Deshaun Watson returning to the Texans. That more than likely would not be the case, but I think we just have to be open-minded and just take the information and process it and ultimately make the decision You know, that we feel makes the most, makes the most sense for, for everybody involved, whatever that looks like. Yeah, let me translate. He was never going to play again for the Texans, and regardless of who you hire, he is never going to play again for the Houston Texans. I don't, I don't know why that's that hard to figure out, but here we are. Allow me to translate Go as ahead. well. Yeah, he's not coming back here, but I'm going to say that there's a possibility that, that he's coming back here because, man, we're really trying to try and get as much out of this uh, lemonade as we can possibly create. We need to hire somebody quick. All right, big story number three. Number three. Here is your schedule for the NFL games this weekend. Now that we get all the off-field mess behind us or non-playoff team conversations, Bengals, Titans, two, uh, 3.30 on CBS on Saturday, followed by the primetime matchup in Lambeau, Niners-Packers. I just I just realized something. Oh, my gosh. I get to watch the Packers-Niners game without kids bugging me to turn the channel. Saturday night is going to be a glorious night. I'll be on the road with OU women's basketball. <laughs> then on Sunday, a little doubleheader action, Rams-Buccaneers, followed by Bills, Chiefs, we'll go in-depth on the matchup a little bit later on in the show. In fact, at 11 a.m., we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. You'll hear a little bit from Patrick Mahomes. I've got some Derrick Henry, Mike, um, Bruce Arians, and much more. I almost said Mike McCarthy. You don't want to hear any more from Mike McCarthy. But big weekend ahead of the National Football League. Uh, I think we're heading towards a Titans-Chiefs AFC Championship game, 
And I'm feeling pretty good about the potential of a Rams-Packers NFC Championship game. Though Aaron Rodgers, he's never beat the Niners in the playoffs. I re- What's the number in this game? Five and a half? Not a gambling man. Man. Five and a half. Oof. Is that a true stat that Jimmy Garoppolo has never attempted a pass in temperatures below 40 degrees? That can't be right. He played in Eastern Illinois, for goodness sakes. It's freezing in Eastern Illinois. If <laughs> who put the stat out? I don't. I heard TJ say it this morning. Ask TJ if he made it up. There is. I'm telling you right now. If it's in the NFL, I'll listen to it. But if they're saying he's never in his career, there is no bleeping way. Charleston, Illinois is on a weather roller coaster like we are here. And there is no way that there hasn't been a game that he played in cold weather. Nick Wagner, the Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown an NFL pass in temps below 40 degrees is silly. He grew up three hours from Green Bay. For example, his senior year at Eastern Illinois, Thank- he threw for 321 yards and won a December game with a temperatures of 16 degrees. Thank you. I was thinking to myself, that's got to be – Somebody just maybe threw something out there at everyone. I, I, there are certain numbers that you hear and you say, well, that's not right. That was one right away where I thought, well, that's not right. All right, we'll get more in depth. Big story number two. Number two. Oh, huge weekend on campus. OU Baylor Saturday. Sooner men's hoops team trying to get back on track. And... I mean, what better way than at 2 o'clock against the defending national champs? Now, can I can I be old man wagging my finger at the internet real quick, Josh? Look, you don't have to ask for my permission. Go ahead. How the hell is this game on ESPN Plus? How? What? I mean, I, I don't know when TV schedules are set, but... Who thought, hey, that OU Baylor game, that's set for ESPN Plus? What? Now, listen, I, I, I tend to look at things as a whole, right? So I look all across college basketball. There are three games involving matchups with ranked teams Tennessee and LSU play Saturday night at five on ESPN. And according to the coaches' poll, you're not going to get a much better matchup than high noon on CBS between Kentucky and Auburn. But outside of that, I don't know if there's a bigger game in college basketball than this. Tech West Virginia is pretty big time in, in, in Lubbock, in the Big 12. I know the Sunflower State showdown, which is also on ESPN+. Plus. I, Josh, what's going on? How is this game on a digital platform and not one of the major networks. All right, old man off my porch. Because they're trying to get people to sign up for the digital platform. You put some of the some of the good inventory that you have on said digital platform. I'm not, not saying that I'm a big fan of it. I'm not. I hate it for a lot of the Oklahoma fans out there that don't have ESPN Plus and are going to be searching around last minute. Well, wait a second. Where's this game at? And then, lo and behold, they find out it's on ESPN+. Plus. But this is nothing new, right? We've kind of had this song and dance before, have we not? Yes, we have. We have. 
By the way, uh, I have clarification on the Jimmy G hasn't thrown a pass in that kind of weather. Apparently, we have to blame Teddy for that one. Ted, listen, you guys know Ted can do no wrong in my book, so I refuse to believe that. Somebody texted and said, is he 0-5 in, in games when the temperatures are below 40 in the NFL? Jimmy G in cold weather. Let's see what comes up. Um, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has started 66, uh, 68 NFL games. However, none of the NFL games have been below freezing, let alone 40 degrees. The coldest game he started in the NFL had a kickoff high temperature of 40 degrees in Baltimore in 2019. But again, he played his high school and college football in the state of Illinois which, as Josh so eloquently pointed out, is not necessarily warm. Thank you, Steve Braun. All right, uh, by the way, here is what last night I brought up the love for Jalen Hill. I thought this was great. Toby asked Porter Moser during the coach's show last night about Jalen Hill. And I think the question went along the lines of, the dude, every time you see him, it seems like he's on the court going after a loose ball. You hit it, Toby. He, he had it a lot. He was on the ground. He got so many loose balls. You know, the one that happened in front of our bench, it was a great play. Tanner kind of put a little heat. They were trying to go one to five in their offense. And, like, Texas did that to us, and Tanner was making it a hard catch. And they bobbled it, and then it went on the ground. Jalen jumped on the ground right in front of our bench, threw it up to Tanner. Tanner got it through to Jordan. And what a lot of people don't see is that Jalen was on the ground, gets up, and then he beats everyone down the court to get the and one from Jordan. Just a crazy hustle play. You know what else I like about Jalen Hill is Jalen, I mean, that, that's how you build trust in programs is Jalen knows how much we care about him, and as they all do. But, you know, after the Texas game, I got on Jalen pretty hard. You know, he just wasn't as normal. I mean, they were, they were more physical than us. And Jalen's responded – with like crazy energy, like double double against TCU, mm-hmm. he got so many rebounds. The way he ran, and that's what you, that's how young people should respond. I talk to my kids, my younger boys, but is you know you, you get on them you, for a reason. You still love them, you still care about them. But man, look how Jalen Hills responded the last two games from Texas. Great example. Great stuff. Great stuff. Let's- there you go. How awesome is that? That's absolutely awesome. Hey, got on the kid. Didn't play that same energy. What's happened since? He's responded in a big way. OU Baylor. And by the way, I'll be on the road with OU women's basketball as we travel for a Sunday showdown against a very good Kansas State team. The tip time for the women's game. Oh, I pulled up the men's schedule. Of course I did. I think we're at 1 o'clock on on Sunday. Let me, let me get – uh, confirmation before we hit big story number one. 16 and 2 on the season for the OU women. Uh, I was correct. 1 p.m. tip before a monster week at home, including games Wednesday of next week against Oklahoma State and next Saturday at 2 against Texas, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. So let's. Let's cut through the rumors and see what's real in the transfer portal next. Because there seems to be maybe some finality, at least for Oklahoma, 
when it comes to the Caleb Williams saga. Not as if that should be shocking to anyone. We'll get into it next. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, again, last night we we were talking on the huddle with Caleb Kelly. Was all about Miguel Chavis. Loved. Him. He was fired up about the future of Miguel Chavis as the edge rusher, uh, as the defensive line coach. Thinks he's going to be great. Todd Bates too. And Miguel Chavis's path is incredible. I mean, here's a guy that was working on being a minister. Whenever he decided, you know what i I've got the coaching bug. It's awesome. But what's real, what isn't? Let's dive into a little game of true or false and X right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I just uh, I want to make sure that I update any predictions as we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref because I just received a tweet from G-E-H-A. Do they say Gia Field or do they say G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead G-E-H-A Field. Okay. I noticed I saw that for the first time on it last week. No one ever calls it that, do they? It's just Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, it's Arrowhead. Okay. It's not Giha. <laughs> Though I think that would be awesome. So, here, here is your festivities for Sunday's divisional game. Number one, the drum ceremony. Neil Smith will be performing the drum ceremony. Before you even go there, I don't want to hear it, Kurt. Oh, is he going to say he was a Bronco? <laughs> Number two, the national anthem will be performed by Judith Hill. But third, and most importantly, the reason why the Chiefs will destroy the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, the halftime performance by Nelly. Whoa. Whoa. You had to get a St. Louis guy to come and perform the halftime show. Chiefs by a billion. I didn't know Nelly, Nelly was like still a thing. Does he still wear the Band-Aid or no? He better if you want to come and take a ride with me. <laughs> He's got a... I was back in St. Louis this past summer, and I guess he's got like a music school, but not anything too too corny. But it was like a like a music technology school, right, where you learn how to mix and how to run a board and stuff. Bro, that commercial was on more than gambling commercials. Hey, it's Nelly, and if you want to take a ride like I did, <laughs> something cheesy like that. Man, we need uh, – here's what, here's what we need at halftime. We need a little Nelly and Kelly. Oh. Could you imagine how cold – how cold is it going to be on, set, on Sunday, by the way? Well, it's a night game, so – Let's see. going to be getting frosty for sure. It, it, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because uh, I, I am in the home studios today. I almost feel like it's warming up a little bit outside. Of course, it was 12 whenever the show started. Oh, uh, current conditions in Kansas City. Just kind of give you an idea. Feels like two. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Two. Uh, for Sunday night, it is a – oh, okay, not too shabby. A projected high of 43. 33 degrees, mostly sunny, winds out of the northwest at 10 miles per hour. Yeah, not all bad. Not all bad. If they end up hosting the AFC championship game, same temperatures, only a little bit cooler – Next Sunday. There you go. Not too shabby at all. Now, can we play a little game of what's real and what isn't? Fact or fiction? Uh, now, I, I want to make it very clear. 
No one else plays this in sports radio. This is the first time you've ever heard it, and we've trademarked it. Right, and right here on this radio station, you've never heard before gold or garbage. Right, right. Buy or sell, nothing. Nothing like it. True or false? Caleb Williams and Oklahoma have finally reached a mutual, yeah, I'm not coming here and we're moving on from you. True or false? I would, I would say true. That I think it's been that way for a minute. Yeah, I, do, I, I think so too. When you've added a quarterback in Dylan Gabriel, I don't think necessarily that was the case when Dylan Gabriel committed to Oklahoma, but I mean, you get to the point where all of a sudden you're hosting Jackson Dart, who, oh, by the way, was just at USC. I, I think once you kind of get to that stage, probably, probably, yeah, the book has been closed for both parties. I, I'm just, for me, I'm always one of those guys that never says never until it's, it's never. What did Mike Tomlin say? Never say never, but never. Whenever he was asked about the college job, never say never, but never. I kind of don't subscribe to that theory. And I still believe that if this was a call that 13 was making on his own, that he'd be back here. But been a lot of time you can't wait around forever Oklahoma has to move on and they have they've started workouts they're working out they're testing with Schmitty and they reach their winter workout full throttle I would assume probably this weekend where you at so to me you're moving on and now we'll be on what Jackson Dart Michael Trigg watch I don't know if I don't and again I'm Everyone has people they talk to. I'm never going to be that guy unless it's really solid, right? I'm not going to say, well, I think this because I talked to one person. They said that's a possibility, so here's where we are. Thankfully, we're not journalists, so we don't have to dot I's and cross T's. We're on sports radio, so sometimes you can throw stuff off the wall and see if it sticks. But I, I hope you know that we're always up front. I, listen, I got burned during the whole Brent uh, Brett Venables coaching search because I went on that CBS Sports Radio show, and they – they promoted my appearance where you had said 1,000%. Yeah, he's getting hired tonight. And if you listened, I was like, hey, I think, he could, I think he's the guy. I think he's going to get hired. Could be as soon as tonight, but we still got a ways to go. No one listened to that. They just saw the tweet, and it done blowed up. I had people call me I hadn't heard from him in years. <laughs> yeah, we got to find – I got to find the verbatim of what that find, tweet said. Find the verbatim. Of the, I'll tell you this much. It shows you how thirsty we all were because bless CBS Sports Radio's heart, it's the clip – and thankfully, I think I tweeted. I was like, hey, guys, listen to the clip. I think if you listen to the clip, it ended up having almost 100,000 listens, and the poor dude has like five listens on all of his other tweets. So bless their hearts. Listen to me next time, CBS Sports Radio. Anyway, my, my point is I'm going to try to always make sure to, to sift through the BS and what's real and what isn't. So with that in mind, I don't think this was something that, you know, when this first started, Caleb called and said, hey, I'm not coming. I don't think that was the case. I've got it. Oh, it what, is, what was it? It was by this hour tonight, right? Plank Show expects Brent Venables to be the next head coach at Oklahoma any minute, any minute yeah, now. Yeah, any minute. Any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys really kind of took. How many vi- listens does that have? 
Uh, just 67,000, oh, so not too many. Not too many. I, then look at what their other ones have. It's like 12, bless their hearts. <laughs> I know, this one done blowed up. <laughs> they looked at that like, man, we got to have a guy on more often. That was all you, Sooner Nation. That was actually all Sooner Gridiron's fault, to be honest with you. But my, my point is, more than anything else, I think you reach a point where you get frustrated and either you believe whatever's thrown out there or you create your own belief. And I just think in this whole mindset, the, the push for patience is something that has fallen on some deaf ears and understandably so. I don't blame you guys at all. I, I hate when people make things up and they go viral, but hey, that's, that's where we are sometimes. With that in mind, I would say there's a lot of truth as we go full circle to this divorce being official. Now, if he ends up anywhere other than USC or Texas, we're okay with it, right, Josh? If he ends up at USC, then I think you're going to see a wave of frustration that I don't know if maybe the reason this is delayed so long is the hope that people will forget about it. Because if it's USC, why wouldn't you just do it right away, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I am lost for answers anymore. As we've talked about all week, I just I don't know what you could be waiting on. Yeah, at, I don't know. At this stage of the game. But part of it could be just that. Yeah. I do think that this thing has gone on long enough that look, there's gonna be a reaction from Oklahoma fans if he picks USC, and it's going to be largely very negative. But I think it's gone on long enough to where there is a level of apathy here that has sunk in to where I don't know that there's going to be as much of a reaction from Oklahoma. Maybe that's totally naive of me, but I do think that if that was the calculated move to try and let this thing play out a little bit longer to not have the reaction to it or as much of the reaction to it, I do think some people are kind of at the point where they throw their hands up and say, yeah, I'm over it. Who cares? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I got to be honest with you. I am, I am kind of along the same lines. I believe Crimson hit us up on Twitter where you can as well, at Plank Show, at Josh on Rev. He goes, I personally moved on about three to four weeks ago. <laughs> Good job. Congratulations. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I believe Crimson if it's true or not, but I, I'll take him at his word. I just, I reached this point to where I, I'm kind of becoming this way with the coaching search too. It's like, it, it, and, and by that, I mean what the Raiders are doing right now. Just tell us what's going on. Anyway, uh, we at this point, 1038, January 21st, Year of Our Lord, 2022, are officially announcing the retirement of a segment. When Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal three weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had committed to you uh, an update, daily update, some way, shape, or form in the opening segment. Josh, we have now retired that segment. It has run its course. We are done, so done. It is time to move on. And, and we joked about this yesterday. And maybe in some ways you're like, bro, it's like a broken record. You're right. You're right. We hear you. 
We understand. It's now past that point of ridiculousness. So, coming up next, where is Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams going? No. Is he? Is there a chance? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right, you guys have been good on Twitter. I've got some more stuff to get to next. You can always hit us up at Plank Show at Josh on Ref and as always at Sports Talk 1400. Stick around. It's Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Oh, hey, I, I found, for those of you who stay with us, I found the, the call I was looking for of the Hoosiers' upset win over Purdue last night on the – Indiana Radio Network and their legendary play-by-play guy, Don Fisher. The inbound, Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and oh! he hit it! Finnessy, his 20th point of the game. Indiana leads by one. Number two. Free throws. Yes! Four points for Jackson Davis. Here comes Jaden Ivey down the floor. Ivey drives it right, pulls up, forces a three. No good! It banked off the rim. No good, and Indiana's won it! It's a great call. It's a great call. Dude is like 74 years old. Indiana with the upset win last night. Sounds so good with the Sibley Hall rocking. Of all the arenas that I truly, from my from my childhood, that I truly miss rocking, Simbly Hall's up there pretty high. I, I, I still, I, I told you this last year, oh, excuse me, two summers before when we were in lockdown, right? When the pandemic truly hit and sports stopped for a while, I would find myself watching this YouTube video of the greatest fans' reactions, right? Great fan moments in sports. Right. And the time that Tom Crean's Indiana team beat Kentucky at Assembly Hall, <laughs> what, and, and Crean's kind of walk in and has that shocked look on his face while they're like storming the court all around him. <laughs> what, just a great moment, man. It was just a great moment. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with the Indiana basketball Go program. Ahead. I love and admire how much they love and admire the program and the history of it. And, right. and like that, you could just tell from the call, is awesome. The place right. is rocking. But I also hate how much Indiana fans both love and admire their program. Does that make any sense? No, no, no. no. It's, it's a little bit crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit crazy. Because they're they're sort of, to me, they've been down and out so long. I know they had the... Victor Oladipo team and Zeller. Like, there's a couple of years where they've been good, but they've been bad for so long or just not elite. And constantly you have to say, well, Indiana's a blue blood. (laughs) It's like, are they? (laughs) They used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a great point. There's a lot of football programs like that, too. Um, Hey, we wanted to hit some Air Conference Solutions text line. Text. Did I say that right? So you can hit us up at 405-651-3439. I've got a couple here off the website known as Twitter.com. Josh, where would you like to start? Yeah, we've got uh, I've got like three that I want to hit here. First off, congratulations to this texter who says, My grandson was born this morning. His name is Gabriel. Since there are no Gabriels in our family, and my daughter and son-in-law are huge OU fans, I can oh. only assume he was named after OU great 
Gabe Igers. Or, or incoming starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Correct. Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, as, as I guess someone who that's their next step in life is to be a grandfather. Take your time, Willie C. Take your time. But that's awesome news. Congratulations, man. Plank tonight's the night. Five o'clock. OU women's tennis against South Carolina. We need people to show up and be loud. Uh, yeah, you know, it's events that are more entertaining than you might imagine. Tennis in person. Can get rowdy. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and and there's a championship mindset. Britt Bump, who was the athletic trainer for OU softball, is now in charge of the women's tennis program. And let's see, where is – so it's it's 5 o'clock against South Carolina. And then they've got Tarleton State on Saturday. And Audra Cohen's just awesome. I don't know if you have noticed by listening to this show how much I dig Audra. It's been a minute since she's been on with us, but she's great. Uh, and she's got a cool staff as well, so – Check him out. Uno Moss. Well worth it. One more text. I'm sorry. How do you guys regurgitate the same thing over and yeah, over and know. over? It's killing me, and it's, it's got to be boring for you all. It's How about me. some insight into staffing, Schmitty, and the recent facilities rankings, to which I replied, well, it's a gift, and <laughs> to which they replied, that keeps on giving. It is. Uh, I, I say it every single time. Uh, facility rankings. Don't care because they're changing. That's why if anyone's like, oh, my gosh, you see where we are facility rankings-wise, don't care. They're changing. I I mean, listen, you look across the board at OU football, I mean, yes, there are some things that need to be improved, but they've got the guy in Britton Venables who brought his vision creator in that turnip seat, and they're going to improve. So I don't care about that. And as far as new staffing is concerned, it's still a work in progress, right? We don't know who's going to do what. The other thing I would say about some of the staffing. We, just, we talked about that, like in the whole first segment of the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you listen start to finish, we, you we have, do touch listen, on some of Here's things. the thing. You have to tune this thing in at the start and never tune out. Then you'll get the diversity. I mean, if you pick and choose when you tune in, hell, we, talk, we pick one segment. That we talk about the same thing every single day on the show. We try to move it around, but I understand. Well, and, and I'd say this, too, about some of the assistants. Like, obviously, Lebby and some of the big-name assistants, we, we can spend all day talking about those and dissecting them, but James Dobson, who's the assistant strength coach, I mean, there's yeah. only so much information out there. Uh, the recruiting ads, I mean, there's just not a ton to, to go off of. I'll say this. Schmitty kept Scotty Kolak. That's all you need to know, man. And Scotty's the best. And as long as Scotty Kolak is still around and Schmitty's running the show, we're good. We're good. Uh, but no, you're right. You, you could not be more 100% right. That's why we retired. It's retired. It's Trying dumb. to figure out how long Dobson was uh – over at Vanderbilt and whether or not he was still there, minus Derek Mason was like trying to pull teeth yesterday. <laughs> There's no information. There's none. It's like it never existed. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap up our number two of the few more Air Comfort Solutions text next. So we, we brought up one quick side note about Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the Bills, and that is Nelly. Nelly. 
Now LA is performing at halftime. Odds that the broadcast crew will bring you live coverage of the halftime show, 0.0. But did you... I was actually on an Eric the Actor marathon last night, so... (laughs) Oh, dude. I got on a... I got on the Ronnie Ugly Meter (laughs) app, the Ugly app. Have you ever listened to that meltdown? Oh, it's fantastic. I, I started listening to it because I had to go get my daughter food after the remote or after the show last night. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> I, I legit had the had to pull my car over moment. The Ronnie show. Ronnie oh, show is always taking place Do in I the seem hallways. like I have a problem with it? <laughs> it's great. But so Nelly coming to Arrowhead on Saturday night. I, I know we haven't heard from Tectina in a while. But February 1st is a, a relatively big day for Texas Tech fans. Maybe it's a second. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while I'm bringing it up at this point. That is because Texas and Chris Beard are making their first appearance inside the United Supermarkets Arena. February 1st. I was right. It's an 8 o'clock game. Oh, that's going to be must-watch TV. Okay. They're going to be so mad at him. Guess who is the special guest hype man for Texas Tech that night? Wait, what's the date again? February 1st. It's a wrestler, so it might not be big in your wheelhouse. I I, I don't know. Okay. Ric Flair. Oh! Hey, <laughs> woo! Woo! The Nature Boy is going to be in Lubbock. For the return of nice. Chris Beard. That is Let's epic. go. They're breaking out all the stops. All right, I got tweets to get to. I got your calls at uh, 405-329-9000. It's the Plank Show on a football Friday right here on The Ref.